Yo, 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 shoot the jet. We outside. Uh, I'm going to start starting this thing at six something because I got mad obligations to get to. But what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Shoot the J Podcast. I'm your host, John Jenkins. Uh, what are we getting into today? First off, the weather is piss poor in New York. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't something about like wind and bad rain and just like shitty weather really makes me want to talk about fucking chess instead of basketball because this shit is like jesus christ bro like if you listen if you're in the new york area you already know like the weather is piss poor the vibes is piss poor but i'm here we're gonna rap you feel me shout out to millions co for the opportunity uh for the platform thank you guys every week listen y'all can catch me here every tuesday 6 p.m uh 6 p.m depending on the day i ain't gonna lie to y'all but uh yeah Tuesdays, you can catch me, you catch the show. Um, you catch me on Shoot the J podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, yeah, you catch me on all those platforms, spreading the good word, spreading the good word about basketball. You're, you're, listen, y'all, y'all know by this time, y'all know, y'all already know what I'm about. Y'all know the passion. <clears throat> y'all know what I'm getting into. So, yeah, uh, let's, let's dive in. But yeah, last week, um, Oh, we, we, I mean, he's rapping about 2K shit like that. But yeah, last week I went where I never thought I'd be. I went to Wyoming for work. Um, big football place. Like, it looked like what I thought Wyoming would be. So, yeah, I mean, Wyoming University has a basketball team, but that team, def- that uh, state definitely runs on football. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, I'm pissed, though, because I bought some basketball shorts from there. And, I've like bought basketball shorts that my 13 year old like nephew could have thought of and like the design could have lasted a lot longer. Like, hold on, like let me find. I know my shorts is right here somewhere. But yeah, basically, like it was a black pair of shorts. And like the freaking logo is like peeling off. Like, yo, Wyoming, like Wyoming University. And I spent fifty dollars on those shorts, like. Like who the hell's in charge? Like what? Like who's in charge of the material? Who's in charge of the logo? Like I've like I've ironed on logos that have lasted longer. Like listen, I'm I'm definitely sending the email to y'all bookstore because y'all y'all need to come up off something because no way I paid fifty dollars and my boy is missing. Like first off, the 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 goddamn the goddamn mascot is hanging off the shorts now. So I'm like, bro, like, and I wore y'all one time. Like, like, there's no way I bought these shorts Saturday and Sunday. The goddamn cowboy is hanging off the is hanging off the goddamn shorts. Like, <clears throat> anyway, I'm getting I'm getting fried just watching. Hold on, I got the. Am my daughter calling me? Hi, beautiful. Listen, daddy's daddy's doing his podcast. Can I call you when I'm done? All right, love you. So yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so. Yeah, that's my uh my little boot thing there. But um yeah, you know, I'm just very uh yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed Wyoming. So Wyoming University, uh do better. Like uh like I'll, you know, like y'all y'all uh merchandise, like yeah, y'all I don't know if it's the alumni or whoever's in charge, but yeah, I need some new I need some new stuff there. Like that that joint not it. But anyway, long story short, we we like I said we here to talk basketball. So there's this clip going around because, you know, like I, tr- I try to be very, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like usually I'm like real chill when it comes to, you know, addressing, you know, LeBron James and things like that. Even though his fans, like LeBron James fans can't stand me. Like, like it's really like, like one V one when it comes to them. And I, I know it'd be, I know it'd be on site for some of y'all who like have to like guard uh, like LeBron James's, uh, like the mantra of, of LeBron James, like the aura of this guy. Like, I know like y'all, some of y'all be really pressed to like, you know, just, you know, I don't know, show your loyalty to him. Like it's, it's, it's definitely getting crazy, but um, yeah, there's this clip going around, right? So I guess uh, Dwayne Wade, he was on Club Shay Shay. And first of all, shout out to Shannon Sharp, uh, you know, his transition to first take, things like that. Uh, that was an interesting question that kind of led to um, the answer that Dwayne Wade gave, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah, so Dwayne Wade, he's on, actually, he was on another platform too. So he was on two platforms, but this one, like there was one where he was on Club Shay Shay, obviously the show with Shannon Sharp. Then there was another one where it was like him, Pal Gasol, uh, Tony Parker. There's a bunch of those guys on there. And so he's telling the story about like Kobe Bryant winning his fifth ring or whatever. And then Dwayne Wade goes on to say, yeah, after Kobe won his fifth ring, he gets on the phone. He was like, yo, I call. He was like, I had to call Bron and be like, yo, like, what's your decision? Like, what you doing? So it's like, I mean, obviously, as we get older and as, as time progresses, like there's always like a layer or like a level missing to like a to like a story that was so popular, so big. Like, like we like we all know that. Like, obviously, like new stuff will come out. But it's one thing for new things to come out from like, I guess, like supporting like players, if that makes sense, like or just like sub characters like in that plot. But for like new news to come out regarding like D Wade is crazy, and to come from D Wade's mouth is even crazier. So in this instance, I say that because D Wade said he called, so he calls LeBron and he asks him like, "Yo, like, what are we doing? Like, Kobe just won his fifth ring. Like, we both got one. Like, well, no, obviously, uh, LeBron ain't have one yet. So yeah, so he was like, "Yo, like, I got one. Like, you don't have any, obviously, like." Kobe's winning these, winning his fifth ring, whatever. And it's wild for Dwayne Wade to, you know, obviously admit that he made that call. But it's like, we really, I, I mean, majority of us all thought like LeBron was like the mastermind behind this. Am I, am I wrong? Like, we all thought like, damn, like this LeBron, like he went out, like he, you know, talked D Wade. And obviously, Stephen A. Smith, he's had his take on this. He was like, hey, you know, like it was always. Like, that was always the decision. Like, it was always going to be LeBron, D-Wade, and another member from that 03 class. And we all know, like, it was supposed to be Carmelo Anthony. So that big three that formed in Miami, or that was supposed to form in Chicago, was originally supposed to be D-Wade, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron. Cool. That's cute. Crazy, but cute. But obviously, Melo took the the, the uh, contract extension from the Nuggets which made him, you know, like obviously go past that uh that free agent market and then in 2011 he gets traded to the, to the Knicks. So it's like, all right, well, Melo ends up El Melo ends up in New York. So what else is left there to decide? Obviously it's D-Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron, and that's how you become with the big 3. Now, my 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 uh quarrel isn't that 
Dwayne Wade, like calling LeBron, like like obviously like that was always their plan. People have people people have acknowledged that. People have confirmed that. What people are refusing to acknowledge and believe is that that phone call Dwayne Wade made to LeBron or LeBron called D Wade or whoever the hell whoever's phone was working at the time that started these chain of events had no idea that this would change the league forever. Like three players in their prime joining to play, uh, like, like teaming up to play with each other is wild as hell. Like nobody thought that. And this is, and but this is the thing that kills me. And this is the thing that like really like fries me when it comes to certain people. So obviously, LeBron James does what he does to sabotage the league. I, I'm going to call it sabotage. I don't care what you say. Uh, 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 shut up. LeBron James does what he does to sabotage the league. Because at the end of the day, those are three grown-ass men. If, if like, and that's the thing, too. Like, I feel like them going to Miami was crazy because Dwayne Wade was already, like, an established star there. If he, if LeBron would have talked D-Wade, Chris Bosh to come to Cleveland, it was like, oh, snap, like. Okay, look at like look at Cleveland finally putting some stuff around uh LeBron James. Toronto had the same thing. It was like, oh, like they weren't putting like a sufficient amount of like talent around Chris Bosch, which was cap, because they obviously like they were decent. They were going to the playoffs religiously, end up getting Dermal Rosen later. Like, so all those things were like set up or whatever. But the thing, like I said, the thing that's crazy is like LeBron James, like the is this 2010? This 2010. So LeBron James about to eclipse as being the best player in the league because I I refuse to believe LeBron James was the best player before 20 2010 2011. There's there ain't there's um because I'm not trying to lose my uh my my uh my degree from Delaware State, so I don't say there is not no. There's no way in hell you can tell me by using stats, by using accomplishments. By using your goddamn eyes. Cause sometimes I we be like I had basketball conversations with people and then they run straight to the numbers. And I'm like, bro, like the numbers not gonna save you. Like, like I'm I'm I understand your men lie, women lie, numbers have that's cute. That is an amazing phrase to live by. I think it's like shout out to you for even acknowledging that. But bro, stop the late cap. LeBron James did not become the best player in the league until 2011. You want to know why? Because there was a player in the league named Kobe Bean motherfucking Bryant who was still in the league, and he was a terror. Tim Duncan was still a terror in the league. You want to know why? Because that man was still winning chips. Kobe was still winning chips. Uh, Like, so as far as those two guys right there, that's already, like, Two players who were a li- like a little past their prime, but was still nice like that. LeBron James came in the league at 03. There's people who said LeBron James was the best player in the league from 07 to 2023. And I think like there, there are some, there are some, there are some jobs right now that are not drug testing. And I think those are the people who have been acknowledging like LeBron James reign has been out long. That's the, that's the only way, because if your job drug tested, you would not think like that. You would not think like that. You wouldn't talk like that. You wouldn't believe that. There's no way, like, in any shape or form, you would think LeBron James has been the best player in the league since 07. 
You're talking about the time he took the team, he took his team to the finals. That's cute. That's amazing. Shout out to him. Shout out to shout out to LeBron and the Cavs. Like, good job. They got smoked by the Spurs. You know who's on that Spurs team? Tim Duncan, one of the, the greatest power forwards ever played a game. But LeBron James was the best player in the league. You know who's still, you know who's still in that league? Kobe Bryant. You know who won MVP in 08? Was it Dirk? Nah, it was Kobe Bryant. It was Kobe Bryant. So yeah, because Dirk was 06. Yeah, no, Dirk was 07. So you got Kobe Bryant winning MVP, winning two titles. And that's just the that's just from so that's from 08 to 2010. So that's one MVP and back-to-back titles, back-to-back final MVPs. And y'all gonna tell me that LeBron James was better than that man? Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent because this how like when I can't stand like a certain player, like it kind of like you know what? I'm not gonna lie. LeBron James, amazing player, good dude, hate his fans. That's what that's what does it for me. Like that's now you gotta now you gotta get in like defense mode because it's like you have these other minions and and like uh like drug addicts who are just like losing their mind. But um yeah, so obviously LeBron James goes to Miami, ruins the league. Like Completely ruins it. And I say that because three players in their prime playing together is, like, that's unheard of. Like, that's, like, on some 2K. Like, you, like, in 2K, you would either have to, like, turn the salary cap off or you would have to override this trade in order for it to happen. Because LeBron James, like, deal ended up becoming a signing trade. Chris Boss was signing trade. So, yeah. So, all those things, like, happening, like, you would have to, you would have to alter your league in order for that to be approved. Now. Here's here's my crossroad that I come with. And I'm not I'm not at a crossroad because I'm stuck or like or or don't know what the hell's going on. I'm at a crossroad because you're gonna art there's people you'll argue with that says Miami Heat wasn't the big the wasn't the first big three. And I think they're insane. I think they're lost and I think they're misguided. And I think that we should, as a country, take uh drug like like just like just LeBron James fans, I think we should take like mental health more seriously because there's no way that you guys think players past their prime, like players past their prime playing in it, like playing with superstars and players in their prime joining together are 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 this are are the same. Like it doesn't make sense. Like so here, here's here's the first instance. So when you're arguing with the with the with the brawny because that's that's what I call those guys. So when you argue with the brawny, they like to point out um, that Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce was the first big three. Crazy, but here you go. So let's see. Let's look up. Kevin Garnett got drafted. Let's see. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett got drafted in 1995. So 1995. Sorry if I made you feel old with that because I know a lot of like there's people in this world that or or in this like time of 2023 that don't even know like 1995 was like a was like a time. They probably think that's when you know Dr. King was still alive, and that's even worse because uh, the school system probably failed them. But so Kevin Garnett drafted 1995. Kevin Garnett gets traded. Let's do Kevin Garnett traded to Boston. Kevin Garnett got traded to Boston July 31st, 2007. 
So for those of you at home, I will do lay math. So 2007 minus 1995. So that's 12 years in the league. So I don't like, I've never played basketball professionally. Um, like I, I play it for fun and shit now. But yeah, so I never played basketball professionally. So for those athletes out there, and you can definitely like join the chat, like let me know like what you guys thinking. Those of you who played this sport, or not ba like basketball, football, whatever, whatever, your prime is usually, I want to say, you're maybe, depending on like just the the growth pause of like your game and like just like the the like your overall talent. I want to say your prime is probably from year four to about maybe year nine. I want to say so maybe year four to year nine. Then that then that is contingent upon your age as well. So let's not forget, KG joined, got drafted to NBA in high school. One of one of the one of the few like NBA players to jump straight from high school. So that means his prime could either be extended because he came in earlier, or it took him longer to get to his prime. That's cool. That makes sense to got to everybody. Cool. Now. With that being said, all of us who watch this game, all of us who've studied the game, who've uh, enjoyed this game, Kevin Garnett came in in 95, and I want to say he was that guy maybe at 99. So let's, and, uh, and let's, let's listen, there's, there's easy ways to back that up. So Kevin Garnett. Let's see, Kevin Garnett, basketball reference. There you go. That that saves that saves you a ton of time. So, KG came in '95, obviously Hall of Famer. So, and I don't want to say, and, and obviously your prime would also be like when your peak stats are. I, I I would assume, like that's when your peak stats are. Um, because I don't I don't want anybody coming here with well, LeBron stats. I don't care. That that man is a, that man is a different breed. So let's see. So Kevin Garnett. So first off, Kevin Garnett, the star looks like, uh, oh yeah, that that signifies when he became an all-star. So Kevin Garnett was an all-star within his first year. So he came in at age 19. Came in at age 19 and his sneaky prime. So he was all-star at uh, year 20. So obviously that's the next year where he averaged 17 and eight. Obviously, the league was like the pace was a lot slower, like so, like that. That would make sense, like you know, you come around in that time. I want to say, Kevin Garnett's prime would be from 1997, where he averaged 18. No, you know what? I'll go to year after that, which is what I said. So Kevin Garnett's prime 1998, where he was averaging 20 and 10. 20 and 10 is what he averaged. Y'all following me? So year three. 1998-99 season, he averaged 20.8 points, 10 rebounds. Kevin Garnett's prime, where he was, where he just finished averaging 20, uh, would be 2006-2007 when he left my when he left Minnesota. That year he averaged the year he his final year in Minnesota he averaged 22.4 and 12.8 rebounds 
I'm assuming those being bold were the times he made the all NBA team. So from 97-98 to 2006-07. Now, was KG a scrub by the time he went to Boston? No, he was not a scrub. Because there's a difference. No, no, was not a scrub. Not at all. But was KG the same KG that was in Minnesota? Not necessarily, because obviously he played with two other great players. But was he prime KG? That's the question. That's the thing that people miss. Was he prime KG by the time he got to Boston? And if you want to say, not if you want to say, he was not. Because let's see. So he, Kevin Garnett did uh, 22 seasons in the, in the league. So 22 seasons. So he did 22 seasons. Obviously, his last uh, four or five seasons were riddled with injury. It's that third. So it's like, you know, like, obviously, you're like, like, there's father time. Then there's, like, passion prime. Then there's, like, all right, bro, not, like, not, the adjective is your Haslamin. Because obviously, like, Udonis Haslam was on that Miami Heat bench just collecting a check. Like, my boy was really, like, just existing. Like, he was just a body. Like, it was, like, I think Haslam was to the point where it's, like, if you were looking down from the stands, you could see, like, who the person was because they were sitting next to Udonis Haslam. So, okay, there goes Tyler Harrow because he's in street clothes and he's sitting next to Haslam who usually sits at the end of the bench. So, yeah. So, in this case, Kevin Garnett's prime, I want to say, he wasn't on he wasn't on the the uh like the obviously the like the downward spiral of his career or like the downward fall of his career but by the time he got to Boston he was definitely no longer in his prime like you bro you you're 12 years in at this point so in Boston he averaged 18 and 9 15 and 9 14 and 7 14 and 9 uh 15 and 8 14 and 7 then uh, that was his last year, so 14-7. So it says, during his time in Boston, he played six seasons. He averaged 15 points, eight rebounds. Of uh, uh, A little far, not too far off from 19 and 11, but far enough for 15, 15 and 8. So 15 and 8 is not, like I said, it's not egregious. It's not a huge fall off, but you're not in your prime. Like it, like it was, it was regular. So Ray Allen goes there. I mean, uh, Kevin Garnett goes there. Let's go to Ray Allen. So we all know Ray Allen from that famous, 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 famous. Wait, was it? Hold on. Was he? Yes. Okay. So Ray Allen, obviously, in that famous draft class. We all know that draft class. Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, Kerry Kittles. Uh, uh, who's that? Smocky Walker, I think his name was. Uh you know that 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 famous that famous draft class with Kobe Bryant, nineteen ninety six. One of they, uh, Stephon Marbury, like those, like they said, one of the greatest uh, draft class of all time. Like they, like they have it as uh, what is it, eighty three? No, I think it's eighty four. Yeah, so it's draft class eighty four. Michael Jordan's draft class, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, all those guys. Then you got uh, two thousand three, Carmelo, D Wade, uh, LeBron. Bosch, uh, those guys. And then you have 96, you know, like I said, AI, Kobe, Steph Marbury, uh, Steve Nash, all those guys, Kerry Killers, all those guys. So Ray Allen came during that time. So that's 96. So KG 95, 
or no, I'm capping. KG97 is what it says, right? Yeah, so no, I'm capping. KG95, Ray Allen 96. So that's one year apart. So obviously, uh, KG, 12-year veteran by the time he goes to Boston, Ray Allen 11. Kicker is Ray Allen went to college, went to UConn, got loose, tore the place up. So now you gotta now you gotta put he has uh two years of college under his belt. So that's the extra mile. So it's not just so he didn't go straight from high school to the league. He two years at UConn. So add that on there. So let's see. Ray Allen, who was a freak of nature, his second year in Milwaukee, he's averaging 19. Uh, and shooting 47% from the field, 36% from three. So, you know, like that's regular. Ray Allen's prime. And I usually I usually want to say, like, because, I, because during that time, it was such a rarity for people to put up, like, big bucket numbers. I want to say 20 points and up would usually be around the time, like, especially if it was efficient. That's usually around the time where you're, like, more confident, you know, a better player, and you're, like, doing like your, your plus minus obviously going to be pretty high because you're doing something with the ball like you're like shooting better so ray allen started averaging 20 points a game his fourth year in miami so that's the, so that's 99 to 2000 season that was the first season he became all-star so that's and that's the thing too like i said obviously your stats have something to do with it your your recognition by your peers because that's what the all-star game is like you're gonna you're gonna get picked by either the fans or your peers <clears throat> uh when you start coming all nba you know when stuff like that so ray allen's first year being an all-star was 1999 that's 2000 so let's say that would be the start of his prime ray allen gets to <clears throat> miami uh, miami ray allen gets to boston at 2007-08 obviously the same year kevin garnett gets there so let's do the math. 2007 minus, let's see, 2007 minus 1999. Sorry again for making you feel old. So that's eight years. So here's where the tricky part lies. Ray Allen could have been still in his prime. Could have been still in his prime. Because he, he's, he's I, I, I wouldn't, like I said, I wanted to give that little of when it started of when his prime started. So his prime started around 99, 2000. So he gets to, so he gets to Boston 2007. So that's year eight. Now, by this time, like I said, Ray Allen has been in the league 11, 11 years. And this, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those like podcast people who like be talking a lot and don't be saying shit. So let me get to the point. So Ray Allen, obviously year 11, but his eight, but his eighth year of his prime. You could make a case that Ray Allen, by the time he got to Boston, was in his prime, but like I said, he was on the tail end. The tail end. Don't don't skip over that part. Don't miss that part. Being in the tail end of your prime means that uh obviously like not far the time is clicking, but it's like hey like if 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 Ray Allen went to Boston in maybe 2002 where he averaged a career high 24.5 points per game for the Supersonics Damn, that makes me old because there's people out here who don't know who the hell the Supersonics are. If if around that time he went to or like think like that's what I that's what I that's what I want to sell you guys on or sell the listeners on. Imagine Ray Allen going to Boston in 2002, 2003, around that time. Like that's prime Ray Allen. 
that guy goes to Boston, it's a wrap. Like you'll be like, God damn, like what, like what is he doing in Boston? KG goes to Boston 2002-2003, I mean 2000-2001, where he's winning MVPs and he's that guy for Minnesota. That would be crazy. Paul Pierce was a dog. Don't get me like Paul Pierce was a dog. Like they, they didn't. We call him the truth for a reason. He was like that. Imagine the truth playing with KG and and Paul Pierce in the 2002-2003 era. You would be like, yo. That team was unfair because those are three dogs. Because Paul Pierce was drafted in 98, I think it was, 97, 98. Because he's after, he's after Kobe and him. So he's still technically like on the tail end of his prime too by the time the big three formed. Or, well, that's what they call him, the big three at the time. I say that to say those guys were on the tail end of their career. Tail end. You feel me? Tail end of the career, came together, won one title. Because as soon as they came together, 08, they get to the championship, they win. So bada boom, bada bing, like it showed like, yo, this team was dominant. But this team was dominant because they were a veteran, like a veteran squad put together that got it done, that was built the right way. So I fast forward to Miami Heat. Now, Let's go with uh let's go with let's let's start with Chris Bosch. So obviously he comes in that 2003 draft. Obviously, I'm not gonna be the dead horse. Y'all heard me the first time I said it. So Chris Bosch plays for Miami for his first seven seasons, the same way LeBron James for played with Cleveland for his seven series, for his first seven seasons. So uh let's 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 just let's go based off the same thing I said before. So the first time Chris Bosch averages 20 points per game is 2005-2006, right? And then after that, he averages 22 and 10, which was like a career, like, well, career high for rebounds for him at that time. So we have from 2005 to 2010 when he joins Miami. So that's five years. That's five years of him being in his prime. Five years. He's not, he's not. He's not uh he's not three years removed from his prime. He's not two years removed from his prime. He's only seven years, seven years into the league. By the time Ray Allen and KG got to Boston, they were 11 and 12 years into their career. Most NBA players don't play past 10 years. Like, like let's be honest. Like players, players who play longer than 10 years are an anomaly in the NBA because one. There's always somebody younger and better. Two, your body, like if you don't take care of yourself, your body breaks down. And three, to be at an elite level, to be in your prime, to be that guy for, for an extended period of time is difficult. Which is why what LeBron's doing is, is, is crazy. It's like, it's, it's not heard of. So I say that to say, Chris Bosh, seven years in the league, and we're five years into his prime where he takes his talents and goes to South Beach. Five years into his prime. Not eight years into his prime, like, like uh, Ray Allen. Not nine years into his prime, like KG, like KG was. Like, five years. <clears throat> then we got Braun, who... Let's see. Obviously, we all know. LeBron James, first overall pick in 2003. Now, 
this is this is also another kicker because obviously LeBron James has been the best player in the league since 2007. So you mean to tell me the best player in the league since 2007? Three years. So let, let's let's not even. I'm not even gonna count 2003 to to, to 2007 because obviously nobody else cares about that. They just said LeBron James. So you're the so the best player in the league, which would be like when his prime started. Let, let's go. Let's I give you that. When he was the best player in the league and his prime started, he is three years removed from joining Miami. Not five years removed, not nine years removed, not eight years removed. He is three years removed from his prime and, and going to Miami. And we already know what D-Wade did. D-Wade came in 2003. In 2005, Dwayne Wade is an NBA champion by then. So you put an NBA champion, Dwayne Wade, uh, in his prime, but in the tail end, only because of injuries. Like, Dwayne Wade was that guy, but due to injuries, it kind of accelerated or decelerated, like, the prime, thing like that. But that's – it is what it is. You, you still were NBA champion, Founders MVP. So Dwayne Wade did that. Then you're joining five years five years into prime, Chris Bosh, and then you're adding three years into prime, LeBron James, the best player in the league, according to some. Not me, but according to some. So that's the thing here. like. Pete, like these guys were in their prime and decided to play together. And you know the funny thing is, people, people, I, I've had people argue on Facebook and Instagram. And it was like, oh well, it was happening before the big three. I said, brother, who are we talking about? I know you ain't talking about them AARP uh Houston Rockets, and people's people agree. So let's eat, let's go back even further because people are crazy. <clears throat> so I think that was 90. Five, I think it was. Let's check. So we got Charles Barkley. <clears throat> so Charles Barkley, obviously, we know him as a TNT great. He is. Charles Barkley was a force to be reckoned with the Philadelphia 76ers. And he was a force to be reckoned with on the uh, Phoenix Suns. He won an MVP for the Phoenix Suns, but he won a he won an MVP for the Phoenix, for the Suns. Uh, I think it was a year that Jordan beat them in the final. So I want to say ninety. Three, I think, because ninety one was a, the Bulls beat the Lakers in ninety one. I think they beat the the Trailblazers ninety two. So I, yeah, I'm gonna go with ninety three. So at ninety three, Chuck loses to uh, Chuck loses to you know obviously Jordan and those guys. So <laughs> at the age of thirty three, and that's the thing too. I oh I skated y'all on that. I didn't even throw age in there. I just I just threw experience and stats. So hold on, because now now I got now I got a new new thing to add there. So LeBron James goes to Miami at 26. Now, if that's not the prime of your life, I don't know what it. Tw take me back to 25, 26, and I might do something different. I mean, I, it's a it's a couple things I'll do differently. But I'm talking about sports wise, like sports wise, 25, 26. I was I was in I was in my little peak. I ain't gonna cap. So LeBron James goes to Miami 25-26. Let's see. Chris Bosh goes to Miami 26. Ray Allen goes to Boston 32. Kevin Garnett goes to Boston 31. So 31-32. And a young man's game is already is already tough. So 31, 32, 
You got 31-32 for KG Ray Allen. You have 25 going on 26 for LeBron. You have 26, uh, 25-26 for Chris Boss. So that's already there. We go. So that's already there. So let's go. So let's go back to let's go back to uh Charles Barkley, the king of biscuits. Uh so Charles Barkley goes to Houston. And obviously, if we do like so, if you know anything about Houston, I'll, I'll brief you real quick. Houston uh, was led by Hakeem Olajuwon, one of the best big men to ever play the game. They won back-to-back championships. One, unfortunately, against my Knicks. Then another time against the uh, Orlando Magic, where Hakeem Olajuwon absolutely obliterated uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Like Hakeem Hakeem Olajuwon did what. Uh, what's that dude? What, what's the dude with the podcast? Adam twenty one forty four, whatever. Like whatever, whatever happened to his wife is what Hakeem Olajuwon did to Shaquille O'Neal. Like it was, it was bad. Like it, like he really smoked his boots. Like they swept them in the finals. It was so bad. So Hakeem Olajuwon does that, whatever. So obviously he's still in Houston. Like he's like their franchise player. Like obviously didn't go anywhere till later. But so Hakeem Olajuwon still on Rockets. Uh. Charles Barkley joins the Rockets, 33 years of age, and he is uh, 12 years into his career by now. So, one, he's older. Two, past his prime. Because in Houston, let's see, in Houston, the most points uh, he, uh, Charles Barkley ever averaged was in his first year. It was nine, he had nine, he averaged 19 and 13. So you would assume, like, all right, like. It's, it's giving prime, but it's obviously the latter part of your prime. And I'm like, take that in consideration. Like, there's your prime, and then there's your, like, the latter part of prime. Like, it, it makes sense. So, and I'm rambling, because, like, but this topic's just, like, mad. Like, it's that, it's very prominent. Like, I've seen people on Twitter go crazy, Instagram crazy. So, I have time today. So, we'll address this. If we get on the topics, that's cool. If we don't, I'm fine with that. But this one is, like, I came on my show today. I was, like, yeah, like, this, like, you do this at least once a year where like you have to prove who started super teams and I will die on this hill. It was LeBron James. Iman Shumpert did a, uh, did a, uh, an interview recently. Yes. The guy who can't shoot. Who's like, who, who the guy who's the reason why dude is still alive. Sorry. Spoiler alert for those of you who watch the shot, but yeah, like that, like he did an interview and said, people talk about the league being this, that third being messed up by KD. KD didn't mess up the league. The league was messed up prior to because Braun went to the team that he went to and people thought, yo, the superstar, the face of the league can do that. Well, if he can do that, I can do that. I'm just going to do a little better. And obviously KD did that by going to the Warriors. But that's neither here nor there because I can't blame, I can't blame uh, Braun. Well, I can't blame KD for perfecting something that Braun did. And I'm not going to feel bad for Braun for being, for losing at the, at the result of something that you started. So anyway, so we have, Charles Barkley going there at the age of 33, year year uh 12. So it's like, bro, like pass your prime. You went there, like you went there to play with Hakeem. Let's see how old Hakeem was during the time. So that's two 1996-97. So let's see. So Hakeem Elajuan. That was racist. I don't know why I had that accent. But anyway, Hakeem Elajuan, 1996-97. Bro, Hakeem Elajuan was 34. Hakeem Elajuan was 34. By the time Charles Barkley got there, what did like what did you want him to do with that? Like this is super like the super tail end of his career. That was the last 
the time Charles Barkley got there was the last time was the last time Hakeem Olajuwon averaged 20 points. After that, it was 16 and 9, 18 and 9, 10 and 6, 11 and 7. Pass your prime, bro. He was past your prime. The Rocks didn't even go to the finals. Pass your prime. Like, cut the madness. Let's let's go. Let's do one more. Because obviously that was a, the big three that they were scared of was Charles Barkley, Hakeem Lajuan, and Clyde Drexler. Cause like, I don't get it. Like, Braun fans are, are mad. When did Hakeem when did Clyde Drexler go to go to Houston? Clyde Drexler went to Houston in 98. So he was already there. So Drexler went 94, 95. So by the time Charles Barkley got there, freaking uh hold on. Let me let me confirm these years. Cause now I feel like a so what was he was at? 96, 97. So 96, 97, Hakeem Olajuwon was 34. And then 96, 97, Clyde Drexler was 34. Bro, I'm getting mad heated. 34, 34, 33. That is not your prime, bro. Y'all just playing together because y'all could. And the crazy thing is, Clyde Drexler lasted one more year after that. So how was that his prime? How, like, how were they, how were they, how were they this super team when they didn't, they didn't even last that long? Chris, Clyde Drexler lasted one more season after Charles Barkley came. So then it was just Charles Barkley and freaking Hakeem Olajuwon. Then Charles Barkley started getting hurt. So then it was just Hakeem Olajuwon. Bro, like, y'all got to be stopped with the madness. Let's go, let's go. Like, and I I, I skipped one because I, I just wanted to go further back. But let's go, let's go to the, the, the main thing that people talk about. The Carl Malone and Gary Payton year. So let's see. So we're, I'm going to go to GP because Gary Payton was on that team that won a championship with uh, Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal. So let's go. Gary Payton. Let's see. The year he went to the Lakers. Gary Payton was 35. 35 years old. He went to the Lakers for one season. He went there to ring chase. Don't get me wrong. But was he in his prime? No. He was not in his prime. He went there 35. He went there to ride the coattails of Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. And he would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Kobe Bryant really like bummed it up in the finals. Like if he like if you watch those. Finals got rest so RIP to the mama. Love you, bro. If you watch that finals, Kobe Bryant was chucking like a woodchuck chuck. If a woodchuck could chuck wood, he was tired of sitting behind Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, don't smite me, Kobe, but I'm just saying he was sitting, he was tired of watching Shaquille O'Neal win the awards, run the show, three straight NBA championships. They should have won another one, they sold the bag. Um, but yeah, like he wrote the coattails, didn't happen. They lost, I think they lost in a con. No. They lost in the, they lost in the finals, but that was like, oh, four. So yeah, so yeah, so they lose no four, whatever to to the Detroit Pistons, their only championship. I hate them. I like that's a terrible terrible franchise, terrible city. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So great arena, by the way. Like they like as far as like you know like uh, on my NBA tour, shoot the J podcast NBA tour, dope dope arena. Just everything else around it, like. I mean, shout out to Motown, but anything else. So, yeah, so Gary Payton goes to L.A. at the age of 35. If you thought Gary Payton, who came into the league in 1990 at the age of 22 and then went to the Los Angeles Lakers at the age of 35, I'll let y'all do the math because that's obviously 13 years of veteran. If you thought that gentleman was going to go to that team and make this 
absurd difference. You, you mod, man. Let me see. And how much do you have? So Gary Payton averaged 14, 5, and 4. So five assists, four rebounds, which is which are not bad numbers. 14, 5, and 4 is not bad numbers. For that, for that era, for Gary Payton to be doing that is fire, is dope. It makes sense. But it's not his prime. And I don't care. When you're not in your prime, it is what it is. And let, let's add one more. Because obviously this was the guy that they that they hated too. Carl Malone, obviously at the time, well, before LeBron James started going crazy, second most points all time in NBA behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for a long ass time. Let's see. Carl Malone went to the Los Angeles Lakers in 2003-04, the same year Gary Payton went there. Guess what age he was? Carl Malone was 40 years old by the time he went to the Lakers. If you think Carl Malone and Gary Payton going to the Los Angeles Lakers is on the same wavelength and on the same level as LeBron James and Chris Bosh going to Miami, I want you tested. Not only, not only, not only uh psychologically, like like clinically, like whatever, whatever type of test there are out there to test like the like just like I'm flabbergasted that someone at age 30 something and 40 you think would make a difference on a team as if someone at the age of 26 at two people at the age of 26 would do I don't know <clears throat> I feel like I said a lot I feel like I went off on a little tangent but anyway I, I say that to rest my case, as in when these players went to those teams, uh, Charles Barkley, uh, Clyde Drexler, because he obviously he got there before Charles Barkley, and even then he was still 32. So when those guys went to Houston, ah, past the prime. Carl Malone and Gary Payton going to the Lakers, ugh, past their prime. Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen going to the Celtics. Ugh. All right, that's OD. They wasn't ugh. But it was like they're they're on the downward of their prime. LeBron James and Chris Bosh were trending upward. And it was like, you know what? You know what will you know what will shake up the league? LeBron James come to South Beach and then try and say that you're donating to the Boys and Girls Club. We don't give a we don't give a goddamn about no goddamn boys and girls club. We wanted you to come to our team. We didn't care who you who the hell you was donating to. Talking about I'm doing this for the boys and girls club. Brother, you doing this for you and that nasty ass plaid shirt you was wearing. But that sounds personal. <clears throat> I, I digress. But anyway, yeah, man. I'm just saying, like, let let, let let's stop the madness. Iman Shumpert, bro. I listen. I, I hear you. You obviously got more time on your hands now because you you know you cut Tiana Taylor loose. Like, listen, man, I get it. I understand it, bro. They be they be tripping sometimes, but it is what it is, man. You're a free man now. Listen, dive deeper into the basketball podcast. But like, yo, you 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 hit the nail on the head. You probably didn't say that on your podcast. You probably said it like previously, because I feel like I've heard that before. But like you you didn't miss. Like the, the way the league is now with these players 
joining forces and doing all that funny shit like in their prime because that's what people keep missing is about their prime like KD going to the Warriors in his prime is disgusting but he did it because he saw Braun do it and the flack he got for it and it was like but you know what they you know what they try and sweep it under as or sweep it under their umbrella as is hey man if you want to win you got to better your situation no tough it the hell out do what Damian Lillard did and actually I hate him now because he's trying to force his way to Miami nah bro you had you had a long time ago to leave you could have been dipped off. But instead, you was like, you know what? Let me take this cake because nobody else is giving me 60 mil a year. Nobody else is giving me 50 mil a year. Nobody's doing, nobody was giving you that bread, and you knew that. But you decided to tough it out in Portland, which is dope. We all respected it for a little while. But then after a while, you now there was tough it out, and then there's, all right, you being stupid. Like, now you wilding out. Because you've never had a, a top, like, real caliber player with you, Dame. CJ was nice, but you never had you never had something crazy like that. And you're probably going to play this back and be like, oh, how are you going to say this and then fault LeBron for leaving? Because LeBron is way better than Damian Lillard, you crackheads. And that seems a little aggressive. I don't I, – y'all are not crackheads. But I'm just saying, you you, you brawnies, LeBron James in, in the stratosphere is 10 times better than – Lillard. He could have attracted players to come there, but he didn't. Instead, he dipped out and joined two other players in their prime. I sound like I'm telling a goddamn ghost story. He was like, no way. Like, I feel like at the climax, you're like, no way LeBron James left. Yes, he did. I can't wait to I can't wait to tell my my kids that my my grandkids it's like, yo, man, let me tell you about a time when the league was it was it was symmetrical in the league. Like Every team had a had a chance to win. And then this guy, this guy named LeBron just ruined it. And I'm like, hey, granddad, you really don't like this LeBron guy. I said, nah, he's fine. It's his fans. I sound like the I sound like the guy who used to do like the unforgivable monologues, like unforgivable lawful fraud. Like, bro, like super unforgivable. But uh, yeah, man, can't believe it. Can't believe we let LeBron do this, man. <sighs> I gotta stop because people, I know at the end of this, people are gonna be uh, in my DMs talking about uh, I'm Skip Bayless. They, they call me John Bayless. I hate it. Skip is Skip is not my uncle. We just have a lot of the same thought process. So that, that's all it is. That's all it is. Listen, man, I appreciate y'all for locking in with me, tuning in to Shoot the J podcast. Listen, we, we, we up every Tuesday. Listen, if you still ass on 2K, get out of there, bro. Stop spending your money. Like, for real. Like, th- like this 2K is pretty tough. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, like, I, like, it was, like, at least for 48 hours where I hated the game. I still might hate it. Like, I haven't touched it since then because it was pissed me off. But I might get on it later. Later, like, in the week. Not later today. Like, I got shit to do today. But, um, yeah, man. If you ask, you ask. But, listen, we're a month, we're a month away from the NBA season starting. I can't wait. I'm hype as hell. Claim your team now. If your team is ass, then go think of joining another team. Uh, shout out to my Knicks because we're not ass. We're about to get right. We are a sneaky team that could get Damian Lillard. Do I want Damian Lillard? No, because we, we obviously already got Jalen Brunson. I'm not saying that Jalen Brunson is as good as Damian Lillard. I'm just saying two small guards never really work for you. Uh, so we're going to see. Listen, Giannis, keep signing your brothers to the Bucks because the more terrible they are, I know you're going to leave. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be good. Like I said, we're a month away, but we're also a month away from my Shoot the J NBA tour to start back up, bro. I, like, I'm going to be like, listen, I'm, I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to give y'all sneak peeks. Right? So I already know I'm going to Sacramento because I know like where I'm going to be at. If, if this schedule allows it, I'll be in Sacramento because I need to, I need to take that team off the list. I got Boston. I got Atlanta. Like those are my top three because it's like, those are easy places to get to. I don't know when the F or when the hell I would think about going to Minnesota. I don't know. Y'all pray for me. I'll figure it out. It's going to be cold as hell by the time I get out there. But it was it was cold as hell when I went to Utah. So it's all right. So we got so we got to knock off Minnesota. We got to knock off Atlanta. We got to knock off Boston. Uh, we got Toronto to go to. I might sneak there in December. We're going to see. Um, we got uh, we got Houston. We got San No, I'm capping. I went to Houston last year for Final Four Sodom against uh, played Detroit. We got San Antonio left. So that's five. So San Antonio, Toronto, uh, Atlanta. Boston, um, Minnesota, Sacramento, Portland, uh, Oklahoma City. That that Oklahoma City one gonna be hard as hell to go to, but that's eight. So um I'm trying to think, do I have any more? Can I go to? I think I only got eight arenas left. That's tight fire. Yeah, so we got eight arenas left. So eight out of the 30. Let's see if I can knock that out this year. Like shouldn't be an issue. So eight more, eight more arenas left in the 30. Uh, shoot the J podcast tour, the NBA tour. Listen, it's lit. We lit. Thank you for rocking out with me. I appreciate y'all. Continue to like, subscribe, continue uh, to follow me on Shoot the J podcast on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. I'm around. Catch me. Like, let's do it. Like, if you, if you, if you as good as basketball, like, if you love basketball like you do, like, listen, hit me up, hit me in a DM. Bro, like, I'm trying to talk some hoops. Like, have me on your show. Bet I'm with it. Because I, I usually smoke whoever I, I bring on here anyway. Unless I want to just want to have a kill, chill conversation, then, like, I don't make it a debate show. But anyway, like I say, catch me every Tuesday, Tuesday podcast on the Millions Co. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Keep supporting. Keep uh, showing love. And until next week, uh, this has been another episode of Shoot the J Podcast. <laughs>